0: Dear future husband, know that these letters that I'm writing are not meant for any counterfeit, but they're only meant for you. For as my words flow forward, they are like darts that only you will be able to catch. Hey guys, I wanna welcome you, right? Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the space where the life and the Bible meet to give you a new or renewed perspective on life. Yes, you already know. Welcome to It's Simple You Die, and I'm your host Allison. But you can definitely call me Allie. I want to say straight up, like, oh my goodness, thank you for the love like, the love, the outpouring of the love, the emails, the phone calls, the text messages. Like, I adore and I appreciate you guys for just showing up for your girl when I decided to do this okay let me let me rephrase that when the Lord told me this is what I was doing um I definitely was nervous but taking a leap on on God or taking a leap of faith and betting on God is the best thing I could have done and so I want to definitely say thank you Thank you, thank you. Um, We are in our season of love and we're in our season of just perspective and knowledge, of course. And so this season is titled um, Dear Future Husband, where myself and some of our guests will be coming on and reading our letters To our husbands, and it's definitely a declaration, right? This is definitely declaration based. It is faith based, and so the person who is coming up tonight, you will see for yourself, has all of that and then some. So, our guest for tonight, like simply put, is multi-hyphenate creative, and she knows that her superpower is empowering others, and she wants to help you find yours. But she does hers in several different ways. She is the CEO of Living Unfiltered, which is a community that heals you with affirmations and good love. Like when I say good love, I mean a supportive community where we validate your feelings, where she will allow you to speak your truth and like praise you for that. Currently, the group is just for women, but we're working on it. But if you're not in the Living Unfiltered group on Facebook and Instagram, baby, like, once again, what are you doing? Um, She does have a couple of books that she's written, and she is being featured or has been featured in the book My Vulva and Me, which are songs and letters for, to our mother's eyes. She has her own line of clothes, and she is the Queen G Creative herself nah for real like that's her name or that's the name of her second company too which is currently going through its first coaching session and so like she's very much so accessible she's very much so it's giving love it's giving support it's getting uh it's giving just what we need right so I want to be the first to introduce you to this very special and super unique person, Um, not just to the world, but to me too. Gabrielle, or as we all like to call her, Queen G. Check out her letter.
1: Hello, my name is Queen G of Queen G Creative, and I am going to share poems that I've written for my future husband, many, many years ago, both of them over 10 years ago, for the Yadah podcast with Alison Cobbins for the Dear Future Husband series. <sighs> I hope they're a blessing to you and I can't wait for the moment where my spouse gets to hear these words that I've written for him the first is called songs for a stranger when i meet my husband i will say i've spent my life writing poems about you before you knew my name you were the ink in my heart so yes i've spent my life writing poems about a man i've never met but one day will begin the forever that I recite them like whispers into lungs and kisses, into marrow and hugs holding embers that spark like eternity. By the time our souls kiss heaven, I would have written a novel he reads with his heart, eyes closed. He will find he fits each stanza as perfectly as my fingers lace with his, as comfortably as my heart fits in his chest, chasing beats for breath, and our love will be his favorite novel. Every day, I will lay our book at his feet, and he, he will always be my favorite plot twist. When I meet him, I will ask if he ever thought he'd marry a writer, and has he ever seen my metaphors in the stars, or heard my prose in his pulse? Did he ever find our song in synonyms secretly sliding between pages? I wonder, did he ever stop loving books because he thought our story was not in them? Did he see me in the scripture? Did he illustrate me in the word? Are his prayers preparing my heart for the way it loves? Right now, I wonder if he will know I cried for him in prayer. Felt his breath between my fingers before he knew people called me queen, before I'd become his. He taught me how to believe I was worth it by waiting for the best how to use rhyme words to deconstruct the restriction of time, how to trust God beyond reality, how to love God beyond formality, taught me what Genesis meant and Ephesians confirmed, taught me how to love before I loved him and live before I knew him and sing before he became my song. Stranger. I love you from somewhere in eternity. We have just not reached us yet. One day, you will be my flesh and we will live the word and fill libraries with the story of us until then. Love poems will be called songs for a stranger. And even if it was only written on the interior of your heart, drummed quietly on your soul strings. I know. I know you wrote poems for me too. Thank you.
0: Guys, like, don't you just feel like hope and faith just like washed over you just listening to that letter? When I say I knew she was gonna come and she was not gonna be for play play, I just, she continues to blow my mind. She continues to blow my mind. But let's get into it for this week, right? So based off of Queen G's letter, I feel like like there's so much to unpack when we think about it. I definitely wanna title this week's episode prepared love. Let's talk about it. So if you look up the etymology of the word prepared, it's comprised of a Latin and a French word meaning before and make ready, right? If you look at the concordance for the Greek version, it literally means to prepare or a point beforehand, but by definition, it has to mean to construct or create. And if you look at the Hebrew version, it means destined, or make it ready. If we look up the Greek definition of place and Strong's concordance, it literally means a place or a spot where one can dwell, settle, and abide. Now, before I go any further, let's just let's just talk about that in itself. To have a place where one can dwell, settle, and abide means that you have a space set up where, you can be yourself you can be free you can lay comfortably you don't necessarily have to have up your guards like it's a level of vulnerability it's a level of openness there because you know like that's your place like think about it you come home from work or you wake up in the morning you're in your rawest form right You may not want people to see you that way per se, but when you wake up, like you don't have on makeup, you don't have on your best clothes, you probably have on some really nice pajamas. Like some of us, a couple of hours in a day, like we may or may not have brushed our teeth. Like you already know, it's your house. It's your place. It's the place where you can be yourself. I may, you may come in my house, like real talk. You may come in my house and you may find me like singing and dancing all over the place. But you would not find me doing that in public. You would not find me doing that in certain settings because I won't feel comfortable. I won't feel like that's the place or the time to do it. But when I'm at home or when you're at home, that is our place to be who we are naturally without any errors. Right. So as I was thinking about like prepared place and the way that Queen G talked about being prepared for her husband, like the things that she has thought about, the, the effort that has been put on her heart by the Lord to do things, to think about things, to think about questions, to think about peculiar moments that they'll have, special moments that there have based off of who she is and who he will be to her, made me think about the scripture in John 14 and three, right? And so I know, I know, I know, but this is like a really great scripture. I'm gonna give some context for the scripture as well. So pretty much John 14 and three is right after the Lord, like he's been crucified, he's died and he's been risen right and after he's risen he goes and he sees his disciples right before he goes and he ascends up to heaven and while in this while he is here with the disciples he literally tells them like you know don't be afraid one Don't be afraid like I've risen and I know things are difficult now, but I don't want you to be afraid. Like I want to tell you about my father's house. Like it has many rooms and if it wasn't, if it wasn't that, like I would not have told you that, but I am going to prepare a place for you. It says like in a new living translation for verse three, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Like, you'll always be with me where I am. I go to prepare a place for you so that, like, I go ugh, I go to prepare a place for you. And when it's ready, I will come and get you so you will always be where I am. Right? And so this is important because we know that sin had caused a disconnect. And it had perverted a lot of the things that the Lord had made natural. Some things we see, like we can look at it and we can tell like, oh, that's a that's a perverted version of what the Lord had did. But some things are not. And I think that being a prepared place is something that has been perverted, but we don't necessarily see how it's perverted because it's not something that we think of as, But like what the way that we see it, we see it as normal when it's not and it's not the way that the Lord has made it to be. So Pete, okay, when you look up like prepared place, I go to prepare a place for you. When you look up that in Strong's Concordance and the way that it is mentioned for the purposes of this scripture, like in this context itself, It also shows the word prepared, like the custom that they had at that time. And one of the customs was they would send people before the king would leave on their journey. They would send them down the path that the king would take. And this was done so that A, we can make sure that all of the roads were safe all of the roads were good, but we also wanted to make sure that the roads were level because they didn't have concrete, they had rock. So they literally went ahead of the king to make sure everything was gonna be good all the way down to the road being level and that the roads would also be passable for the king, right? So now when we think about it in our eyes, like the Lord going before us or preparing us, right? It is literally the Lord creating, like he's going, he's traveling the road that we haven't traveled yet and he's going ahead of us and he's saying like, oh, my child may stumble here. Let me fix this. Or, oh, my child may need to deal with this, but let me give them wisdom ahead of time so they can deal with it. And it's literally so that everything is passable for us everything will be passable for us. Everything will be easy for us to deal with because the Lord has one ahead of us. And so for us, like we're traveling these roads and we're traveling or we're going through these like places and systems in our lives. And we are seeing that we are struggling in certain places and we're struggling with certain things. And the Lord is like, but my child, like I already went ahead of you. I know what's coming. I just need you to trust me because you're going to get over this bump. Like I've already made this road level. I've already made your next steps accessible to you. And so all I need you to do is trust that what you are going through right now, I've already made it past and went on the other side and everything that you need to do you already have i've given you wisdom i've equipped you and if you don't think you're equipped talk to me so that we can make it past this but this is not the end of the road right that like who? i hope that thing got you like it got me but let me keep going when we talk about like a place a prepared place A place in this situation is a special surrounding or space that is marked off. It is written as a city, village, or district. So not no room, right? Not no small area. We're talking about large areas where we have enough space to not only just move around comfortably, but to try and see new things and to go to new places and to experience new things. So maybe one day I'm on the north side of my space and I can watch how the grass grows and see how things grow here. But if I go all the way to the other side of the space, the the flowers and the grasses growing there may not be growing over there. I may see something different. It opens our eyes up to you know, for me at least, in this case like how little we think of the space that the Lord has given us and the space that the Lord has made for us. And how much preparation has to actually go into what we are talking about when we talk about being a prepared place and how the Lord speaks about the places that he prepares for us, right? It speaks to the level of capacity. And although like real talk, we talk about love, we talk about courting, we talk about relationships in general, but we don't necessarily talk about the capacity that we will have to obtain or the capacity that we have to prepare for. To receive our spouses right and when i say we don't talk about it enough we don't talk about it necessarily i literally mean that we always talk about having space to love having space to receive but do we necessarily talk about being a prepared place because having space is different than having capacity right or having space to love or space to receive is different than having the capacity to do these things like when we talk about space like it's open up your heart think about somebody else think about what they may be going through having the capacity for who the lord has called you to means that you are equipped and you have skills oh you are equipped and you have skills to handle what is coming your way with ease strategy and knowledge and that's on period okay i did that i did it's cool we're gonna leave it (laughs) but for real like being a prepared place is so sacred like it shows that not only when when my husband comes along or gabby's husband comes along it shows that we have room to Handle the fact that they're going to throw off every mask and every facade, right? That's what that means. But we don't never talk about like the strength, which also goes to capacity, like the skills, which also speaks to capacity. And then like, we not only have to have capacity for ourselves in that, we have to have capacity to give that, but also the capacity to willingly receive that back. Let me run that back because i know that that went over somebody's head we have to have the capacity to willingly receive that meaning that we can't just give and give and give and think that that's okay no we have to give our partners we have to we have to be vulnerable and open for them to have room we have to carve out things. We have to carve out space. We have to carve out time. We have to cut our pride. We have to cut that trauma that has caused us to think that it is okay to live a life where we don't talk about our issues, where we don't deal with our issues. Like that is what it is. And we have to be okay with allowing our partners to be our partner. Now, I say all of that because <sighs> I think that we miss the sacredness sometimes or we miss the fact that how things are now done are very much so different than how, to how they were done in the Bible, but it still very much so connects. And like how do we see that? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you, real talk, If we look at the first marriage, right, Adam and Eve, before the sin, before the sin, real talk. (laughs) It shows that Eve was made from the rib of Adam. But what does that mean when we really think about it? It means a few things, right? It means one, that she always had access to his heart. But also that she was there to protect it. It means that she had access to his heart and she was built to protect it. She was given capacity to protect it as she was made a wife. She had his heart in check. She could access that thing at any time. She could tell you things about her husband that no one else could tell you but she also knew that she was there to protect it. She was there to shield it. She was there to make sure that nothing came to puncture it or to cause trauma to it because that was his lifeline. But on the other end, this also means that Adam could never hide his heart and that he knew without a doubt there would be no reason for him to Because the default function of the rib was to protect and to shield. And when we think about it, like, wow, ladies and gentlemen, it it definitely lets us know that the function, like, the function of marriage, we know the function of marriage. We know that, like, marriage is to create a union, for two to become one, in the way that the Lord intended to establish covenant in the earth between the two with, the, with with God. We also know that marriage in itself is meant to establish a bloodline lineage, AKA be fruitful and multiply baby. We know that this is what marriage does, but also in marriage, we see the level of vulnerability honesty and the level of like there are no closed doors between us just in this fact right here like we can't have secrets because there are no secrets and there can be no secrets because your heart is open to me And you're okay with your heart being open to me because you know I got your back. You know I'm going to protect you. You know I'm going to protect it. And you know I'm going to cover it. So you never have to worry about your heart, baby, with the right one. With the right one. With the right one. Okay, I had to say that three times. I'm sorry. Right? So in our default function, a woman not only has the ability to hold the heart, but to protect the heart of our husband. And in return, the husbands are able to not only protect physically, what the woman protects emotionally, and together they partner spiritually to cover everything else, right? So if that means like I'm praying down heaven and you're praying down heaven, then we're covering it. We're covering our territory. We're taking territory back from the enemy but we're also covering our own territory and this ladies and gentlemen is the greatest function of a marriage and this is why it talks about like in Jeremiah 33 that the because of the disobedience of the people that the Lord desecrated the land and he took away the voice of the bride and the bridegroom because like baby when we synced up like this Like nothing can come in between us. Bump talking about some regular, like infidelity is not even a thing that comes to the mind because we're so in sync that I meet your needs, you meet my needs. Like it's just a movement there. It's a flow there that only can be established and covered directly when we're in great, we're in good covenant. We're We're in great covenant. We're in correct covenant with the Lord right and this is why it's important that the work gets done right that not only are we doing the work it within ourselves and we're making sure that we are establishing ourselves we're working on those trauma we're working on those triggers we're dealing with the past we're leaving it behind we're, we're literally kicking things into the sea of forgetfulness that need to go there but it's also important because we need to realize who we are dating who we are courting who we are in relationship with and for some of us if we're married like who we are married to but for my singles like real talk like it also helps us to then take a step back and realize or ask ourselves the questions like are we looking for a relationship because that's what we're ready for or Are we looking for relationship when we should be looking for the things in the Lord? And that's what the Lord definitely jacked me up with this week. I had a list of things that I had brought to the Lord. And I was like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, I want them to be strong. I want them to be protective. Like, I want them to be this. And the Lord definitely was like my daughter. Like, that's great. But you haven't even sought these things out in me. You haven't even allowed me to show you how I can protect you. You have not even realized how I continuously protect you. You have not walked this level with me. So why am I going to let you walk it with somebody else before you walk it with me? And that thing hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was grateful in that moment that I had that really deep that understanding with the Lord because then it helped me to once again reconcile a disconnect because if the Lord like if I had went and tried to marry on my own I would have been marrying for things that I don't necessarily need in my husband because I haven't in the Lord right and if the way that my husband loves me is mirrored by the way that Christ loves the church The things that I'm asking for are going to happen. But if I don't see it first in the Lord, how can I recognize it when it's here? How am I going to see it? Am I going to see it through a trauma lens? Am I going to see it through a trauma filter that I may have had before? Like, how is that going to show up? Am I going to see protection as possession? I don't know. I know now I won't have to deal with this because I'm now doing this work with the Lord and so literally the realization of myself allowed me to actualize a better plan with the Lord like we already know like he's already doing a great work right because he's already begun the great work and it will be perfected like every day will be perfecting this great work until I die and that's just biblical <laughs> It's in the Bible all right and because I know that we're gonna be perfecting this work like This shows me that, okay, like I have those thoughts, but I need to pivot those thoughts to instead of looking for them in just my husband, I need to see them first in the Lord. I need to check my list to make sure that I'm seeing all of these things in the Lord. I'm checking my list that I want from my husband. Like, is he kind? Am I seeing kindness in the Lord? Is he protective? Am I seeing how I am protected in the Lord? Like, I want him to be loving. Am I seeing the loving that the Lord is doing on me. I want to have a level of intimacy. Am I intimate with the Lord? Like, am I seeing this stuff in the Lord? Because He's gonna be the better definition, He's gonna be the better example. So, am I actually doing the work within the Lord so that I see this stuff translate? Or am I just hoping on a fairy tale that I get what I need to get? And yes, the Lord is going to always give us good things. Absolutely. But he's also going to give us wisdom so that we know when we see these good things too. Like how are we able to worship and say that, oh, the Lord is good. Oh, the Lord is great. If we don't know what good and great looks like. Oh, the Lord has kept me. Oh, the Lord has saved me. If we don't know what being kept and being saved looks like. But then we're going to say that we're being kept. In our marriage when we married a man or we married a woman who may love us but they don't love us the way that the Lord loves us and then we're out here trying to recoup this deficit and we're trying to figure out how to do that when we haven't even taken the first steps with the Lord and this is why ladies and gentlemen it is so important that we are definitely focusing on the work that needs to be done within ourselves and making sure that our first dating, courting, relationship, marriage is with the Lord. Because the reality is, it's okay to even, it's okay to have realization. It's okay to have realization of your faults. It's okay to even have the realization that in this, like, I really may be the issue. But it's never going to be okay to stay being the issue. It's never going to be okay to stay living in that trauma. It's never, ever, ever, boo boo. It's never going to be okay to continue to speak and live out of that trauma. It's just not. It's not. And there's no way that we can say that we are going to be capable. We're going to be moving. We're going to be growing. We're going to be maturing if we don't tap into the level of strength that we have in being open and vulnerable and for women being soft. Okay. There is a strength that you don't know in being soft. Living a soft life is not for the weak. Baby, having allowing somebody else to take something off your plate or to do things for you that you would normally do yourself, which means that it's guaranteed to get done. It's guaranteed to get done that you the way that you want it to get done. And allowing somebody else to do that for you instead takes a level of strength that people do not talk about. Men. It is a level of strength in being open and vulnerable with the right person where you could sit there and boo-hoo and cry. And she'd be like, it's okay, boo, I got you. It's okay, husband, I got you. There's a level of strength in that that we do not talk about. And this is where I think the perversion really comes in for us. Because what we see. In the world is definitely not what I'm discussing. And I'm not saying it's not in the world, period. I'm saying what we get talked about, what the conversations that we have is not this. It's something totally different. Right? It's, it's the, oh, we may argue and fight, but what if you don't? Like, Saying that the Lord will never give us what we want or or a space with with our person where we don't necessarily argue and fight. But we have disagreements and we're able to come to a consensus in a healthy, non-toxic manner. Like that's setting us up to believe that the perversion is the end all. And it's not. And it's never going to be so i really want to charge us and challenge us tonight to sit with our list our pros our cons like definitely those things that we are looking for men and women and ask yourself are you seeking these things with the lord first like and moreover real talk if you're looking for things in your spouse what is your equivalent that the Lord wants you to do so that you understand what you're looking for? AKA, man, you may want a wife. You may really want like a godly wife, a kingdom wife, but the Lord may make you a servant for a season so that you understand what serving looks like. He may make you like, he may literally make you an intercessor, for a season for you to understand what covering looks like and if we don't know these things we'll miss it but this is what we've been praying for but we'll miss it missing it because we don't understand it or because we haven't experienced it and literally my people perish for the lack of knowledge even in this sense shows how everything is a full cycle. So baby, check in with your list. Throw the list away if you can. Ask God what your list should look like. And until the next time, we wanna thank our guest, Queen G from com- for coming through tonight. And listen, if you want to experience her, you can hit her up on several different platforms, okay? You got Queen G Creative on Facebook. You got Living Unfiltered on Facebook. You got what? The Queen G Store on Facebook and Instagram. Hit her up and let her know what you think about her poems. If you want to book her. Because baby, she is booking. Alright? Check out this information here. And she Her people will get in touch with your people and y'all can make something happen. All right. And until the next time, just know, baby, that if you are striving in life, if you are striving for purpose and you're pairing it with the Lord, what you are going to find and what you are going to get is an unexpected life full of blessings and miracles beyond your comprehension. Step out on faith. Let the Lord do his good work. And until next time, later loves.